everyone welcome welcome 2021 first capes and japes of the year we're um, doing great we are doing our, our best, best. <laughs> as um as we enter our fourth year of podcasting ah! is has it been that long what did you did that destroy you oh no Oh, time. Time. <laughs> oh, the passage of time. Um, oh, no, I forgot that. Okay, so, uh, listeners, I am um, in the living room because I know that my terrible dogs will start barking as soon as I start recording if I am not in here today. Because that's just the vibe that today has. Except, I forgot about my terrible cat, who I made <gasps> a sort of doorbell for. Because his favorite spot is out by the front window on the ottoman. And for whatever reason, he does not like to walk all the way around the house to the dog door to get back inside the house. So he used to scratch at the window and the screen, which is obviously bad. So I made like a little doorbell for him. And he did just ring it. <laughs> and he will not stop unless I get him. So Okay. Uh Olivia, do you want to tell them what, who we're talking about while I go get sure. my terrible, terrible son? Sure. I'll I'll inform everyone. Um so uh on this, uh, our sort of podcast anniversary, um, we are continuing to uh, discuss our favorite topic of uh, Batman and Batman adjacent characters. Um, but we are uh, going to do sort of a uh, a roundup of various uh Batman supporting cast who uh don't necessarily like there's not enough about them to make a whole episode about them. We've done this before. You guys know how this works. Um <laughs> I'm not sure the thing is um I'm pretty good at this point at figuring out how long like how much material fills, like, a regular episode. Um, roundups are harder for me to, like, kind of estimate, so... Hopefully it's not too it's long. Hopefully it's not too long. It's possible, depending on how this goes, maybe we'll do two weeks of Batman roundup, or maybe we'll have some leftover that we'll save for, like, a different episode. Um, a different bat fam roundup. A different one, you know, just just to keep you on your toes, so we don't run out of Batman content. Um, they always just make stuff, so like they just keep they just keep making. That's the thing about this: a bunch of these characters who we're going to talk about probably today or maybe another time if we. <laughs> run out of episode um 
a bunch of them are relatively recent, and they just keep making more of them. So, who's who's to say? Um, but uh, we are gonna get into some uh, various Batman adjacent characters, um, starting uh, on one of the uh, one of the older characters, both like physically and also has been around longer um i was gonna ask canonically or <laughs> publication both um on the topic of uh sort of non-superhero supporting cast that we were discussing with uh alfred and jim gordon uh dr leslie Tompkins, who we did uh mention briefly in uh our alfred episode because she has been uh romantically linked to alfred um that sounds like i know that you mean like literally romantically linked but it sounds like some sort of euphemism i don't know if i like it okay we can um (laughs) we can come up with a different way to say it maybe if you want to think about that while i um Talk about Leslie. Um, so, uh, Leslie, uh, Tompkins was created by, uh, Denny O'Neill and, uh, Dick Giordano in 1976, um, where, uh, she was, they based her character, uh, somewhat on Dorothy Day, um, who was a well-known Catholic, like, social activist. Um, And uh, she, in her first appearance, um, it's established that she uh, was, she interacted with Bruce uh, the night that his parents died. Like, she was there to kind of, you know, comfort him. Um, and then that experience, um, sort of inspired her to, uh, dedicate her work to helping, like, underprivileged, uh, Gotham kids, ideally to, you know, uh, keep them from falling into a life of crime, (laughs) which... It's funny to me because it's the thing that, like, (laughs) people always say that, like, Batman should do. It's like, why doesn't Batman prevent crime by using his money to, you know, like, create a better, like, social support system in Gotham? Um, which I do always get, like, a little bit, like, tilted about because it's like, he, he does. He does do that. He's just also Batman. Yeah. Um, it also depends on who's writing him and how much they care about that. Extremely depends on who's writing him um, and how much they care about or understand how that would work. Yeah. Um, but uh, Leslie is very much this, like entirely this. Um, she, uh, later on, they... Uh, kind of retcon in that she was a colleague of uh, Bruce's father, who was also a doctor, um, and kind of uh, incorporate her more 
into Bruce's backstory where she was present as like another kind of like surrogate parent figure like not necessarily as much as involved in his life as Alfred was but you know they're helping Alfred kind of like raise uh young Bruce Wayne um and then she uh so in the present timeline she has a uh a clinic like a free clinic where um you know she treats people who uh can't afford healthcare she treats criminals she does i think like harm reduction stuff nice um for yeah for drug addicts like again like i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure depending on the writer there are like different levels of understanding um how this would work uh but it's 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 a good idea um she also uh as we mentioned she's like has sort of like an ongoing thing with alfred where it's like you know implied that they both kind of like have feelings for each other but like it doesn't necessarily go anywhere beyond just like being like oh they like each other um but uh she also uh is one of the people who knows bruce's secret identity um because of course because of course like obviously um and because of that she is kind of like the go-to doctor for uh the Bat family, either, you know, when they, um, are injured too severely for (laughs) Alfred to fix it with his, like, field medic skills, um, or presumably for, like, ordinary, like, doctor visits where they don't want (laughs) to They don't want to go to a doctor who's going to be like, dude, why does it look like you've been thrown out of a plate glass window every night for 30 years? Uh, do I have to answer that medically and legally? Mm, Hmm. I don't think I do. It's, uh, normal, actually. Meanwhile, Liz is like, oh, that one's new. Oh, look at that. What did you get yourself into this time, hmm? Alfred did a good job stitching it up, though. (laughs) Yeah. Just admires Ugh. Alfred's hand to work. Yeah. Wow. Thank God. Thank God for these two. <laughs> keeping, <laughs> keeping this whole family alive. Yeah. Um, she does have, um, she plays a very unfortunate role, um, in one of my least favorite things to happen in Batman comics. Um, which is, uh, the death of Stephanie Brown during, uh, War Games, which is already, um, we talked about Steph, like, a a long long time ago, ago. but is, like, pretty, like, universally regarded as, like, an extremely, like, pointless, gratuitous exploitative death um and after it happens 
it's like, you know, she was like, oh, she got tortured by a black mask, and then they bring her to Leslie, uh, and then she dies, and, uh, later on, I think it's, like, during the, like, the, like, the sequel storyline to War Games, like, immediately after, um, Bruce finds out that, um, Leslie, like, deliberately, like, withheld care from Stephanie to, like, teach Bruce a lesson so he would stop sending children out in dangerous situations, which is just the most completely busted thing I've ever heard. In, and, like, does very much go against what's been established with Leslie's character before this point, who, like... Yeah, I was going to Has not be, ever been shown. I was going to say, like, that seems extremely out of character. Yeah. Why like would she no. kill a child? <laughs> to teach Bruce not to kill children. That's just... Um, she would not. She would not. Like, I... Yeah, like, absolutely not. And, like, it's... And then she, you know, it's like... She, like, leaves the country and she, you know, um... She, like, donates everything she has to, like, uh, Stephanie's daughter. Um, and then later, when they, uh, they retcon Stephanie's death, um, they make it so they're like, oh, yeah, Leslie, like, still wanted to teach Bruce a lesson, but she faked Stephanie's death and, you know, just, like, swapped her, like, swapped, like, a different, like, body in, um, not, not somebody that she killed, <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, uh, helped Stephanie get away, and then, like, never told anybody this, which still, like, as a retcon, still, like, does some damage to her relationship with the Bat family, notably Tim. Well, um, is yes. very upset by this, but Tim was a uh, Tim was really going through it. Yeah, <laughs> during that whole time period, Tim had a um, bad time. Tim, oh, baby boy. Um, but Although so at faking, least faking someone's death because they no longer want to in be involved in like terrible superhero supervillain nonsense definitely seems more in character. Yeah, no, that works. There's still, like, some of it that's, like, okay, I don't know why this would have happened this way, but it is extremely preferable to murdering a teenager, so. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I am, uh, fine with that. Um, she is, um, she's in, she shows up in the New 52 and she's, like, younger and hotter, just like everybody else in New 52. Um, and I think, um, she might be back to her d normal canon age now. Um, she does, she does also, young hot Leslie, um, shows up in, uh, Gotham, the TV show, uh, going by Lee Tompkins, um, as like a love interest for uh young James Gordon played by Marina Baccarin 
the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> and I know me saying that is like extremely telling that I watched Firefly at like a very formative point in my life, <laughs> but I do stand by it. <laughs> we support um, you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me in these, in these trying times. Um, she hasn't, um, she's still, uh, doing her, uh, she still has her, you know, clinic and everything in the current timeline. Um, she hasn't done, uh, quite as much, um, partly because, um, some of the Batfam doctor responsibilities, um, have been taken over by, uh, Dr. Victoria October, um, sort of a, like, not a successor to Leslie, because Leslie's still around, and Victoria does, uh, somewhat different things, but, um, Victoria was introduced very recently, uh, in 2017, uh, in the James Tynan run of Detective Comics, um, James Tynan and Marguerite Bennett working together, um, and, uh, she is a, she's a trans woman. She's one of, uh, relatively few trans <laughs> women, uh, in comics, but, um, she's a trans woman. She is, um, extremely cool looking. She has, like, uh, she's got, like, kind of short black hair with, like, a white streak in the front of it. Oh, um, I love a white streak in the black. Oh. We love mm. to see a white streak. Mm. Um, I just, and also, no like, matter it, how many times I see it, I'm just like, ooh, good character design. It's great character design. And also in her like very first on-panel appearance, she's wearing like her white lab coat and then like leather gloves and like a cane. Um, very good. It's also great character design. Um but she's, um, she is a doctor who, uh, specializes in, like, uh, bioweapons and, like, bioengineering. Um, so basically she knows, uh, how to treat, uh, metahumans. Good. Um, yeah. Helpful. And the, helpful, yeah. Um, and she, um, she plays a significant role in, like, one of kind of the major arcs in this run of Detective Comics is about, like, uh, Clayface, like, a, a Clayface redemption arc, um, where, uh, Clayface is trying to, like, suppress his Clayface mutation and kind of, like, live a life as, like, a normal man. Sometimes um, you just want to be an actor. Sometimes you just want to act. You just want to do some Shakespeare, man. Um, and, uh, she, like, is, you, plays a significant role in helping him, you know, like, develop ways to kind of <laughs> maybe, like, control or eliminate his Clayface situation <laughs> um and she also i think it might be talking to clayface where you first find out she's trans or it might come out before that um but uh that's most of the the 
dialogue around her has been about her transness, which is what happens when you're one of very few trans women in comics. Um, but, like, she is a very, uh, a very cool, badass scientist outside of that. Um, and they, um, establish that when she's introduced, it's, like, established that she's known Batman for several years. I don't think they specify exactly when. Um, but they do establish that Batman knew her before her transition and, like, wrote her a card, um, <laughs> and signed it Batman <laughs> when she transitioned. Um, so Batman does say trans rights is an important takeaway from this, <laughs> which everyone already knew, but now it's, like, you know, I wanna know irrefutable what evidence. I want to know what kind of card it was. <laughs> Thinking of you, it's a girl. oh god i just want to see bruce wayne and like a hallmark card store just like i i want i i is it i want to say something but best wishes i don't don't know alfred congratulations hey alfred what's the appropriate card to get someone when they come out to you (laughs) somehow this has never come up for me before somehow this has never come up uh alfred's like really well maybe you one maybe you should like have more conversations with your kids uh but also (laughs) um (sighs) but uh yeah um i um I like I I like Victoria a lot mostly just because um like one I love a lady scientist and two peak character design <laughs> as uh and also she uh has an awesome name so just like three for three um wow this whole time I've been sitting here just thinking about like man I wish I had clayface abilities gods. <laughs> Just let me shape shift. It's all I want. Oh. <laughs> There's a um quick aside in the um the first uh Batman Arkham game. Um I played with my friend Kaylee. Um and there is a scene where um it's just like you can like you walk by like Clayface's cell, um, and you, like, don't even really interact with it at all, but Clayface inside, like, keeps, like, shape-shifting into, like, dip, like, you know, like, Jim Gordon or, like, Alfred and being like, oh, help, I'm, I'm trapped in here, let me out! And the first time I played it, I was like, Kaylee was like, she's like, ran past, she was like, oh, no, Jim Gordon! And I was like, no, Kaylee, it's Clayface! And she was like, who's Clayface?! <laughs> Like it's his whole thing. He's a shapeshifter. It's not Jim Gordon, Kaylee. It's a shapeshifter man. Uh, so another uh important supporting non-superhero Batman-related person <laughs> um, who some people have probably heard of, if especially if you watched uh the Nolan films, is uh. Lucius Fox, 
again, an extremely cool name. Yes. Um, but uh, Lucius has uh, been around since 1979. Um, so introduced not too long after uh, Leslie was created. Um, and uh, he will... <laughs> His Wikipedia article did remind me that he would be appearing in the upcoming second season of the television series Pennyworth. Hmm. Love to see um, it. Young, hot Lucius Fox. I mean, we do love to see it. Um, so he is, uh, he is introduced, um, as Batman's sort of, uh, business manager, um, like the the I think the CEO of Wayne Enterprises, um, and uh, has is initially shown as you know like uh he is uh both kind of a businessman and also like an engineer inventor, um and works on or oversees um a lot of the gadgets that Bruce uses as Batman um without knowing that Bruce <laughs> is using them to do uh Batman activities hey uh Lucius this this product is great can you make it bat shaped <laughs> Um, I don't, that seems like, that seems kind of, like, inefficient from, like, an engineering standpoint. Um. But can you? And also, why? <laughs> I, don't ask questions, Lucius, I pay you not to ask questions. Ah, damn. We he have, sure does. We have an NDA, Lucius. <laughs> That's not doing asking. Um. Thank you for ignoring that one, it was so bad. <laughs> actually no it was good but it did take me a second <laughs> can you sign the, can you sign this not doing asking a what it's an nda <laughs> i thought that stood for something else nope i'll have you sign one of those too though <laughs> um he also um so when he's introduced, it's, uh, he's kind of like a well-known, uh, business person, um, who's brought in, uh, to help out Wayne Enterprises when it's going through kind of a rough patch, presumably because the owner of the company only cares about wearing a fursuit and fighting crime. <laughs> Um, it's a little and, thinner uh, than your he, standard fursuit. It's fine. <laughs> it's an advanced fursuit. Can you imagine fighting crime in, like, an actual fursuit? I feel like you would overheat very fast. I mean, you, like, I those things are not designed for, like, intense... I mean, I say they're not designed for intensive physical activity, but, like, people go to, like, raves in them. That, um, that is true. Hey, um, people who have worn a fursuit before, I have never had the opportunity. Let us know if you could fight crime in one. <laughs> Not if you would, just if it's possible. Yes. 
I mean, if you um, want, you can also tell us if you would. <laughs> uh, and he ends up kind of, uh, you know, staying on with Wayne Enterprises. He also um, takes charge of the Wayne Foundation, the sort of charity organization. Um, and uh, at some point, he does find out um, that Bruce is Batman. I mean, like... He's smart. At some point, you would have to. <laughs> He's an extremely smart guy. And also, if you are working making gadgets for Batman, I think you could pick up the pattern pretty easy. I feel like it would... I mean, I know he's a very busy man, but eventually you would catch on. Um, he, uh, currently, um, I, uh, currently I think he has taken over, um, has sort of taken over Alfred duties, um, in the sense of, like, kind of running the Batcave, um... After Alfred has passed away. Um, he was murdered. He was murdered. Um, he was, he did pass away due to murder. Uh, he also has a, um, a few children, um, who have shown up a few times. He has a daughter, um, Tamara, who, uh, goes by Tam, um, who is a, uh, recurring character in the Marcus Toe, uh, Tim Drake comics. Um, and I think possibly, like, kind of a love interest for him. Um, where, uh, she, <laughs> um, does definitely, like, figure out, like, Tim and Bruce's secret identities. Um, and he also has a, um, a younger daughter named Tiffany. Um, who, uh, has been shown in, like, future stories, um, to become, uh, a, a future Batgirl, um, with this, like, <laughs> extremely cute, like, um, like, pink Batgirl costume. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she is adorable. Her design is adorable. Um. Nice. But she is, I'm not, um, I'm not sure what she's up to, uh, currently. And he also, um, after New 52, uh, has a son named, uh, Luke, who, uh, we will touch on later. Lucas. But he's, he's doing some stuff. Lucas Fox. <laughs> yes. I'm Lucius. This is my son, Lucas. Um, but, uh, okay, what, yeah, we are not going to get to everybody <laughs> in this roundup, as I, um, probably should have suspected, so we will, um, one, uh, one more before we go, let's talk about, um, <laughs> let's talk about Jean-Paul. Alright, before we do that, um, 
Yes. I just want to apologize to everyone. Uh, my cat is snoring very loudly in my lap, and I don't know how much of it I will be able to get out. Cat so, ASMR. Oh, he's twitching. Oh, he's having a dream. All right. John Paul, let's go. Okay. Um, so our last uh, Batman ally for today is uh, Jean Paul Valet. Um, who was, uh, introduced in 1992, and boy does that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Jean-Paul is a, um, a member of a, uh, an ancient, like, religious society. Um, who was, uh, kind of, like, brainwashed by them, uh, to be, like, one of their assassins. Um. Love to see I think, it. Like, it. Yeah, you do, listen, sometimes, uh, sometimes it'd be like that. It's like, his, like, father was, like, the previous kind of, uh, assassin for them, um, and, uh, he just, like, his whole life has been brought up by this, uh, weird, spooky, uh, sacred order of Saint Dumas. Mm. Um, yeah, that's been around since the Crusades. So um, not for Alexander Dumas, the author of The Three Musketeers. No, yeah, no, they're dedicated to, um murdering people in the name of Alexandra Dumas. <laughs> um and he um he first shows up um being uh sent to uh to like kill kind of a, a rogue member of the order uh who Batman was also investigating uh and runs into Batman um, he's got this, like, whole, uh, he's got a bunch of, uh, like, swords and, like, intense kind of, like, uh, religious-themed, like, equipment. Um, he goes by, I can't, uh, his, like, inherited assassin title is, um, Azrael, which is confusing for me just because there are so many Azriels and Azales and Azazels in media. Too um, many, some could argue. Too too many, I would say personally. Um but he runs into Batman, uh they uh they fight, eventually he um comes around, they end up, uh, working together, um, and Batman's like, you know, oh, you don't have to, you know, live the life that they intended for you, like, you can become your own person, um, and he, Bruce gives him a job, um, working, uh, like, as a security guard for Wayne Enterprises, um, and offers to, you know, help teach him to fight crime because he already has, you know, obviously 
a lot of very intense uh, combat skills. But Bruce is like, why don't we learn how to use these um, in ways that aren't murder? How do we tone this down, actually? Let's just, like, just a little bit. Um, Good practice for Damien later. Yeah, exactly. Um, He is, um, so that's his introduction. He is most well-known because in the uh, Batman story uh, Nightfall, uh, with a K, you know, like night, like dark night fall, um, which also is like followed up by like uh, a cup, like night's night quest and night's end are also uh, like sequels to this. But Nightfall is kind of the well known one, which is the story where um, Bane uh, fights Batman and breaks his spine, uh, much. Like in the uh, Dark Knight Rises, uh, the the movie Tom Hardy, <laughs> Tom Hardy Bane does this. That's what this is based on. Um, but uh, while Batman it can't really do Batman stuff because he is paralyzed and he's uh, leaving to uh, go recover, um, he. <laughs> He asks Azrael to be Batman while he's gone, um, which... Bold choice. Which is a bold choice. I think, I think he thinks it would be, like, beneficial to Azrael, who he's trying to, um, to help, um, but, um, he, um, so Azrael's, so... He was, um, you know, like, raised and conditioned from birth by basically a cult to be an assassin. Um, he's not, like, like, doing super hot psychologically, um, for obvious reasons. Surprise! Yeah, uh, yeah, he, um... Quel surprise! Yeah, he, um, his, uh... His dad died, and he's, you know, like, processing that. He has, like, these, like, kind of, uh, hallucinations of, like, hearing the, um, the, the voice of, uh, the, the titular Saint Dumas, um, and he, uh, becomes Batman, and he's like, okay, well, (laughs) I don't think Batman, um, goes hard enough, so I'm gonna become extremely brutal Batman, um, and, uh, (laughs) develops, like, builds these new weapons, like, gets these, like, uh, uh, like, he has, like, he has, like, a flaming sword and, like, gauntlets with, like, secret daggers in them, um, and, uh, he also, like, Tim is Robin at this point, and, um, Bruce leaves Tim to be Robin with Azrael Batman, which, like, makes sense from the point of view of, like, oh, you would want him working with somebody who is familiar with 
um, Batman's, like, methods. Um, but makes less sense from the point of view of, like, Tim's, like, 16, and you are putting a, like, <laughs> an extremely unhinged man in charge of his well-being. <laughs> um, he, like, at one, like, uh, at one point he, Azrael, uh, kills, uh, like a it kills like a, a super villain, like a, a a murderer. Um, but Tim's like, hey, we do we don't we don't kill people. Like we super do that's like the thing that we don't do. That's like the one um, rule, my dude. Yeah, and Azrael um attacks him and almost kills Tim and then like Great kicks Tim out. Um and Tim's like, you know, another another great experience for Tim Drake. <laughs> um, just a uh, another fun um another fun day. Do you think um, Tim's like could literally anybody else be Batman? Please, <laughs> literally anyone. Literally. Like honestly, like Dick would be great, but I would take anybody. Um, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, please. Alfred, help Do me. it. We'll um, get you a mech suit. It's fine. No, I didn't look into the future and read comics from the future and steal Jim Gordon's Gotham mech suit. No. Alfred, please. <laughs> Alfred, I'm begging you. Um, he, uh, so eventually Bruce comes back, um, realizes how extremely badly things have gone. Um, and, how, uh... Okay, how did Bruce Wayne manage to not just be, like, the way that he, this man is, I would have expected yes. him to, like, get, bot, like, twice daily reports from everybody working in Gotham while he's in a hospital room or whatever, <laughs> just, like, recovering from a terrible yeah. injury. Like, how did he let this go? I, that, I mean, he's, like, he's, like, away, like, he's, like, out of the country recovering, and then he, like, trains with Lady Shiva a bunch, but, like, I would think, I would feel like he should still have ways of people getting in touch with him. I maybe it's just, like, leading up, <laughs> the reason that Nightfall happens is because, like, uh, it's, like, kind of a long period of decline where Bruce is just, like, really, like, uh, exhausted and, you know, not sleeping and just, like, constantly dealing with, like, a bunch of stuff, which is how, like, Bane is able to, you know, just completely wreck his shop like that. So maybe it's, like, he's still not doing so hot like mentally and doesn't really think these things through but also like or buddy or alfred is like nobody says a word to bruce he is staying over there until he is better he is recovering tim's like please alfred this man tried to kill me and alfred's like deal with it on your own time alfred's like and we'll deal with that later Later. Alfred, I... Don't... Timothy, I love you. I love you. But we are not telling Bruce about anything that is happening until he gets back. 
Now, I will get in touch with Master Richard and see if he will come be Batman, but I don't think it'll work. <laughs> Not yet. It's gotta, he's gotta really come to terms with it much later. Um, but anyways, Bruce comes back, becomes Batman again, ends up, uh, fighting Jean-Paul, um, and eventually after kind of, you know, beating him, uh, he has kind of a revelation, Jean-Paul, where he's like, oh, geez, I really, I really fucked this all up. I'm, I'm super sorry. (laughs) Uh, You were trying to help me and I definitely fucked this all up. Um, he does have, I was, um, shocked to learn this. Um, he had a, a solo series, um, which was about him kind of, like, discovering his past and, like, battling against, like, various other members of, uh, this order. It ran for a hundred issues. It what? It was from 1995 to 2003. What? He had this, and, like, they, like, retitled it halfway through, um, Azrael, Agent of the Bat, to, like, I guess, like, try and boost sales by connecting it more to Batman. But it had (laughs) enough sales to run for 50 issues before that, and then for another 50 issues after that. I, I, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but how is it that, like, Azrael, a character that, like, I don't think anybody necessarily remembers, um could have like a hundred issues of a solo series and yet like female characters struggle to get like a mini series i mean canceled after 10 issues weird i'll say this it was the 90s that is and this is exactly what comics in the 90s uh strived for um he does um seemingly die um i think towards the like at the end of his solo series um in uh he shows up after new 52 he's in uh batman robin eternal um and then in rebirth he's in the new detective comics just like as azrael teaming up with the Bat family and, like, helping them out. So, he's doing okay, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, pretty wild. If anybody's read any of the Azrael solo series that I didn't know existed before this weekend, uh, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> I'd be very curious. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's some... <laughs> That some Batman characters uh, for today. Did you have any uh, questions or comments or uh, comics? Any of that? Oh, comics? Oh, yes. Comics? Yes. Qu'est-ce que c'est le comics? Well, see, Olivia, comics are a sequential art storytelling medium. Uh, okay. Okay, but the comics I read. Yes. Um, I 
mostly like just grabbed a pile like a pile of like short comics and zines and stuff um but i'm like i've been meaning to read these since i got them and i have (sighs) grabbed a select few that i really enjoyed um to tell you guys about so uh if you're in the discord you might have seen me put a couple comics panels into the out of context comics uh channel and those were from two short comics uh one dead end jobs for ghosts uh by aminder dalawan thanks yens aminder dalawal which is very fun and it's about ghosts getting jobs yens you nice oh no he's coming over no my comics don't punch no no Go lie back down, I'm not done. Oh, terrible, we're on dog time now. Um, <laughs> the other one that I put in there, I just put one uh, panel from it. It's from uh, She Would Feel the Same by Emma Hunsinger, which is about um, basically a breakup. Uh, she was with her girlfriend for seven years, and one morning they woke up and were like, wait, should we break up? And they're like, yeah. And then it's just kind of about people's reactions to that and her life after that. And it's a really interesting huh. little comic. That sounds neat, yeah. yeah. And if I remember correctly, I got both of those from Shortbox. Um, Ooh. Yeah, Shortbox, good. Love Shortbox. Get some indie comics. Um, <sighs> I also read Pass Me By Gone Fishin'. Which I forgot. Um, I've had it for a while, so like I've forgotten that it is the first book in a series of five. Um, so like I got to the last page and I was like, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But um, it's about this dude who is starting to um, like. They don't give, like, an actual diagnosis at this point in the book, but it's, like, a dementia, sort of. Mm. And it's about him trying to get through. And, like, mm, the last... Like, it's a interesting thing, like, between his current and also it puts in, like, flashbacks and memories in there. So you're getting kind of... a nice picture of like what his life is and was and that's always fun for me that is it Um, sounds um it sounds very interesting also it might be it might be queer on the back it does say an inverted coming of age story about understanding queer identity and what happens to the stories you never tell but it's part of it's a real slow burn so (laughs) so i'm just like let me know what brand of queer this is, please. Please. <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know. Um, I also read uh, Stage Dreams by Melanie Gilman, which is Ooh, yes. a very fun western. Um, Love Melanie Gilman. Yeah. Like, huh, what if it's um the Civil War and we're in the wild west and trying to steal plans 
from the Confederacy <laughs> for money. Hell yes. Uh, I also read a few things that I got from Kickstarters or Indiegogos. Uh, one of which being Icarus in the Sun by Gabriel Piccolo, which was like <gasps> the thing that, if I remember correctly, got Gabriel Piccolo the majority of his popularity was his Icarus in the Sun little drawings and mini comics. And then he did an Indiegogo for like a big, like a full like story. And it's nice. It's nice. It's fun. Huh. It's a lot about um, mental health, actually. Is the thing. Hey, right on. I also read Glitter Vipers. Um, oh, I was meaning to check that out. Yeah, it's violent. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, it, it's basically sometimes like, it be like that. It's basically like, well, what if the gays bash back? <laughs> <laughs> and it is very cathartic, actually. I mean. Which I think is what they were going for. <laughs> it definitely seems like that. Yeah. Um, also read the Taste of Home cooking anthology, which is very cute. It's an anthology of, like, basically what food and home mean to people. And mm -hmm. it's very nice. There's one um, about a restaurant run by a wizard. And all of the, like, Good. sous chefs have to go out um, to gather ingredients from, like, extremely dangerous areas for a cob salad for, um, a, like, famous food critic. And they accidentally serve his son's PB&J to the food critic instead. And, oh my uh, god, that's so cute! Yeah, no, it's really cute. <laughs> because the son's just like can I go and it's like no no this is too dangerous and he's like fine uh -oh. and then he just sits there and makes a PB&J and then they accidentally serve it to the food critic it's very fun oh, um, good On, I don't know why I saved this one for last because it is not really fun it is uh, Hell <laughs> Hath No Fury by Meredith McLaren and it's um, it's a short horror comic about Ooh. a car crash and what led to and what happens after. Ooh. It's very good, though. It sounds cool. And the fun. Maybe a little spooky. Yes, it is spooky. A lot of the stuff, though, is just like heavily implied spooky. Uh huh. Um, so it's like what they don't show you or tell you that are really the scary parts. I see. But it is very good. Um, and yeah, that is just a, a small section of what I read uh, yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> to be fair. Just truly, truly zero to 60. On, I think it. my parents are like, okay, we're not going to be here all day. And my brain's like, cool, yes. <laughs> Let us <laughs> Comics read. time. Yeah, it's uh, hard being um, a mixture between introverted and extroverted, because if I spend too much time around people, I get exhausted, and if I spend too much time not around people, I get exhausted. 
So then it's always mm-hmm. weird when like one thing switches to the other and then suddenly I'm just full of energy and can just like do stuff. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. full of energy, grab stack of comics, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. How about you? Did you read anything? Um, I, uh, I, I did not. I have not read anything this past week. I've been very, um, I've been severely slacking on comics. Um, Look, I don't I do think, think anybody can blame you. <laughs> I think, um, I think the last issue of Death Metal comes out this week, which... I probably maybe I'll go out and buy catch up on the last few issues of Death Metal and then I can <laughs> report back on the situation with uh DC's Death Metal. Um but uh yeah, I don't um other than that, I don't have any comics to report, but I would like to say that you should follow us on the internet. Um you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, um, at Capes and Japes. Um, we have a, uh, disc- oh, you can also send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have anything to say over there. Um, we have a Discord server, as mentioned, where you can see out-of-context comic panels, um, among many, many other types of things and topics. Um, and, uh, fun conversations. Um, and you should go join it, because it's a fun time. We also have a, uh, Patreon, if you want to support us on there. Um, we put out our, uh, December bonus episode recently, and, (laughs) um, just went kind of off the rails with it. So if you want to hear us just kind of go off the rails consider uh supporting our patreon uh if you want to support the show but you can't do that uh another great way to to show that you care is to leave a rating uh a review on your podcast listening platform of choice um also to uh tell a friend about the show if you think they would like it um and especially most importantly of all just coming back and uh and joining us which you know wow here we we enter 2021 uh as grateful as ever that uh you have chosen to spend your time with us so thank you for being here with us today on capes and japes i have been olivia and i have been briar and as always please don't kill me Azrael. <laughs> Please do not murder me, very unhinged Batman. I gotta go give these dogs some attention.